0: Hey everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 20, Mecha Frozen in Time. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Alex as my guest on the show. And no, it's not me, it's another Alex. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. This is actually my first podcast interview with somebody that is unknown to me, a stranger, but you know what, we're friends at heart. (laughs) So yeah, before we start to talk about your hobby, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Oh, this is just the worst question of all. Eh? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm,
1: uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I guess you'd say a young professional working in Ottawa. Uh, I studied journalism, but I now do communications work
0: short and sweet. That's all we need. And, uh, from there, how did you get introduced to your hobby? Well, actually, first of all, what is your hobby?
1: My hobby is, uh, building, uh, robot models. I guess you could say more specifically, it's called a uh, gunpla. It's, uh, I guess, uh, gundam models or just robots in general uh i got into it because i've always been interested in building ever since i was a kid because of stuff like lego i don't know if you've ever heard of uh, bionicles but i was really into those as a kid
0: i love, they're, love bionicles they're so oh
1: amazing. my god they're fantastic anyway that was kind of my gateway drug into the uh, world of model building I first saw Gundam models in an anime called Karoro Gunso, which is like Sergeant Frog in English. And the the main character had these models, and I thought they were pretty cool, but I never thought about any, like, actually picking up any myself until, I think it was second year university when I was at a convention. I saw that they had, uh, like, model figures for a character in another anime I really liked, uh, Code Geass. It was a Lancelot model, and my mom got me that for Christmas that year, so... Thanks, Mom, for uh, fueling my addiction.
0: Shout out to Mom right there. All the moms out there. <laughs> and uh, could you describe what your first one kind of looked like?
1: Um, If anyone's listened to Code Geos, it's kind of, uh, it's white and gold and silver. It's got, it's kind of very jagged looking. It has kind of like roller skates and swords and a big gun.
0: And how big was it?
1: Uh, It was about mm, four to six inches tall maybe three to four inches wide, not too big, maybe even smaller than that. I'm pretty bad with, you know,
0: <laughs> measurements. And how long did it take you to actually build the first one?
1: Uh, that one took about, if I remember correctly, four to five hours.
0: And is that considered long or short?
1: Um, for the kind of model it was, maybe on the longer side.
0: But it's your first time, so it's understandable.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and so speaking of which, what is your preferred type of models to build?
1: uh there's a couple different kinds of models there's uh in in terms of gundams uh, which are the uh most most common and uh if anyone watches the show up let me preface this by saying i do not watch the show i just think they look cool so if i screw up any names or anything then don't uh don't hate me for that but uh for gundams there are five main types there's a uh, sd which are kind of like Uh, chibi looking ones, like tiny little ones. Uh, then there's HG, which stands for high grade. So that's like the most common type. Uh, then there's uh real grade RGs, which are delicate and tiny. And I do not love those, uh, MGs, which is master grade. They're bigger than, uh, the other, the other ones. And I don't know, they're a little more complex. And then there's perfect grade, which is like the most complicated one of all. I've never built one of those. I've built one master grade and the rest have been mostly HGs. I've built a couple RGs, but I definitely prefer the HGs.
0: Why do you prefer the HGs from the other ones? Um,
1: they're, they're inexpensive, uh, relatively. They're, they're pretty easy. You can build them in two to three hours if you're fast and they're, I don't know. There's just quite a wide variety of them.
0: Okay. And so I'm guessing they're the most common ones. So let's, that makes sense. And Making it more pleasing for a bigger audience. It's like a it's good enough for beginners and experts, pretty much, right?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a snack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a delicious snack. Uh, but speaking oh, of yeah. which, what is your smallest uh, model you have, and what is the biggest one you have?
1: The smallest I have, uh, probably couldn't name it to be honest. Steve. Uh, <laughs> bad with names of them. But it's uh, it's black. It has a green scythe. So people who are knowing the show probably know what I'm talking about. It has wings. It's probably about, like, like, fit it in the palm of your hand size. That's one of the SD sizes. And then the biggest one I have is probably the, uh, oh, God. I think it's called, I think it's called, oh, God, sorry. I'm tripping up here. No, no, it's okay. It's, it's uh, okay. it's, (laughs) It's Master Grade. It's got big angel wings and two giant guns. I don't know. I don't know how I would describe its size, maybe like 20 centimeters tall.
0: That's a pretty good size. But actually, a (laughs) a question I had is, do they always come colored or do they sometimes come gray and you have to add the colors later on? Uh, A lot
1: of the old kits, like really, really old, were like white only and you had to paint them yourself. But like like 99% of the new kits are colored. Yeah, they come pre-colored.
0: Have you ever painted one or no? (laughs) <laughs> I've tried painting
1: parts before, like uh like a gun or some swords or something, but it never goes well because I've never actually bought like actual model paint. I usually just use like whatever I have lying around.
0: So I don't I don't usually do that. No. And how difficult is it to build a model?
1: Uh difficulty scales based on the type of model. So, you know, SDs are gonna be really easy, perfect grades gonna be really hard, and kind of everything else falls in the middle. Um the average, like, HG isn't too hard. Like, if you're used to building Lego or other model kits, it's pretty straightforward. You just follow the instructions. All the text is in Japanese, but there's, like, uh, like like number codes. So, like, A1 goes with B2, and they just snap together. There's no glue required. So, for the most part, it's not too challenging.
0: Oh, so there's no glue used at all? That's, I thought there was all glue. Okay. Oh, no, no glue. So... In that case, uh, how customizable are they so you can just pop up pop off a piece and use it on something else?
1: Technically, yes, it uh, again, it all goes back to the uh, different kinds. So like if you popped a part of an HG off, it would probably fit with an HG, but it might not fit with an mG. but there are those crazy people out there who just make completely custom models. I'm sure they use some glue, but just making either you know customizing their robots or creating something completely different. So if you're willing to put in the effort and creativity, they're probably pretty customizable. But if you're like me, uh, you know, I don't don't really care for that.
0: Would you say you were the type of kid where you would follow the instructions on the Lego kit and not create too much, but just build what they tell you to build?
1: I would always start with the, uh, the, the, like the, you know, following the instructions and making what it said on the box. But then I would always, you know, take them apart and build something new. There, there was one time I maybe followed the second instructions that came with the set, like build this instead. And then I was really disappointed because like I lost the pieces and couldn't build the original thing. But, you
0: know, just a mix. You know what? That was the exact same thing. You build it. You're like satisfied. You're like, yeah, this looks great. OK, now I'm going to take it apart and build something weird. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Here's the actual question. Would you buy a Lego kit or does it exist? A let's say a model type of Lego kit. Uh, what do you mean by that? In other words, so the models that you do have, if they were to be made in a Lego form, would you be interested in buying a kit like that, just building Legos into, let's say, a Gundam that looks like Oh, a Gundam. for
1: sure, definitely.
0: Does that exist or no?
1: Um. Well, there are some like mech sets you can get in Lego, but like it was like stupid expensive, so <laughs> I usually don't do that anymore. But I, I still, I still dabble sometimes. It's it's kind of like a nostalgic thing.
0: Now, here's another question. Have you traveled to Japan or are you planning to travel to Japan? Because I know Japan has so many of those model kits.
1: Oh my God. I actually traveled there this summer and it was amazing.
0: (laughs) How many kids did you come back with?
1: Oh, well, I only had the one suitcase and a backpack. (laughs) So, and I also wanted to bring back other figures of the uh, non-buildable variety. So I think I brought back three model kits.
0: And you already built them all, or? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you did it on the plane.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny you say that. I did build one in a hostel there because it, it came in a huge box and I didn't have the room for it. So I had to build the model itself and then just kind of like pack it up so it didn't like break on the way home.
0: <laughs> you must have been very careful with that bag. Oh, yeah. Now, is there a time of day that you prefer to build your model? So let's say. During the day or the nighttime right before going to bed or just when you wake up?
1: Uh, usually if I get a model I plan for the afternoon, just kind of, you know, chill, takes up the day.
0: And what would you say is the best part about building model models on a personal level and emotionally?
1: Um, I don't know if I have much of an emotional connect, connection, I guess, at least not what I've thought about. But personally, I just think it's very relaxing. It's very zen to follow instructions. Which, that sounds super like weird, but <laughs> no, no, no,
0: not at all.
1: It's like following instructions and building something. It's very, it's very relaxing, and you can kind of go at your own pace. And at the end, you have this cool-looking robot thing that you can display at work or at home or whatever.
0: I agree. No, I I used to uh, do Warhammer back when I was younger, and that's I guess that was my building phase of learning how to do models. They're very, very small. I was never really good. I'd always glue my fingers together and then call it a day. But uh, you don't intend to use glue. You pop them in. Do you like using glue or no?
1: Uh, I've always hated glue. <laughs> it's uh, too sticky. I mean, I like hot glue, but that's it. None of that Elmer's crap.
0: <laughs> Did you ever break
1: one of your models? Um, pieces of models have been broken before, but that's not the end of the world. I mean, if like a major connector breaks, it's kind of crappy, but that's never happened to me. So. I guess I've only ever broken tiny pieces. Of course, you know, sometimes they fall and they snap or they not snap, you know. They break apart, but you can put them back together like Legos, so it's not a big deal.
0: I like that. I'm I'm imagining that when they first came out, they had had them glued and then they realize, you know what? These are fragile. Sometimes people might drop it. It's easier to just replace a piece by popping it out and popping it back in. Are there actually speaking of which, could you buy pieces separately? Or do you have to buy the whole kit? So let's say you break a part of the arm. Do you have to rebuy the whole kit or do you, can you buy just that one specific arm?
1: I'm not too sure about that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I would imagine they probably have some sort of policy like Lego does, where if you screw something up or it doesn't come with something, you could probably custom order stuff. But I've never gone into that myself. I do know that they more commonly offer like um, extra guns or extra like weapons or stuff like that, little add-ons. But as far as, you know ordering pieces goes I have no idea
0: there's a business idea for people out there who might be interested there you go and uh speaking of your collection how big is it uh it's about 25 and do you have them out on display or in storage Uh,
1: let's see I have most of my collection at home uh there's a couple that are tucked away because while they're not broken they're very fragile and don't like every time you touch them they explode so it's uh uh, they're just kind of in in the closet, and then I have a couple at work as well.
0: Oh, even at work, do your coworkers like come by and just look at it? Because I'd imagine it's really detailed and it's, it's stuck in a, a specific pose, which makes it look pretty epic, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like I enjoy them more than my coworkers do. I haven't really gotten any big compliments. People will come over all the time and be like, "Oh, is that a transformer?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> you Just go, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, 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 exactly. I, I think it's funny. Um what was your favorite model that you built?
1: Uh, that would have to be the one I built at the hostel in Japan because it's a, uh, it's not a gun, a Gundam. It is, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, Evangelion.
0: Yes, I am. Yeah.
1: It's the Eva one, the, uh, the purple
0: dude. Yeah. Like the main character, correct? Yeah. And that one, I'm sure you took your time to build it and you have it. It's in the center of your d- display. Is it? It's at work. <laughs> it's at work. Yeah. And, um, uh, what was your biggest challenge when you first started building models
1: um my biggest challenge like i didn't have too much problems at all with my first one actually the only real problem i had was that i cut myself once while like punching the pieces out because they're they're on these like little plastic trays uh and ironically that happened when i was cutting out the sword <laughs> but um the the, the the challenges i had were the fact that i went from basically an hg right to rg which was a real bad idea. The next two models I got after that were the real grades, which are the ones that are in the closet because they're so tiny and like some pieces are like smaller than your, your, um, your pinky
0: nail. <laughs> and if once you drop it, you have to look around everywhere to make sure you find it. It's like losing a contact yeah. lens.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or if you drop it, it's just over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's on the ground. You look at it, it's too far. I'm not going yep. for it. And what is your current biggest challenge?
1: Um, probably a mix of money and space because obviously, you know, can't afford to buy these all the time. They're not too expensive, but it's not something I really prioritize and space. I, I don't live in too, too small of an apartment, but it's small enough that I don't have tons of room to display stuff. So (laughs) at some point you kind of have to dial back before you turn into a crazy person with models all over the place.
0: Yeah, but it looks cool. I like, I kind of have that in my house right now as well, just a display. I have a few of those nano Legos where I built like Naruto and Sasuke and I have those around. My wife got it for me and it looks cool, but you're right that it does take up some space, but who cares? Yeah, exactly.
1: It's, it's not a big problem. It's not a bad like, challenge to have.
0: <laughs> and it's nice to look at too. It's like modern art. It's like art. It's like if you were to post it on the wall, it's just there on display.
1: Oh, exactly. I totally agree.
0: And do you have any plans for the future, what you want to do with your collection? Do you want to bring it to shows and showcase it or sell them or keep them in a glass container? Any plans like that?
1: Oh, in the future, definitely get a proper display case if I move to a bigger place because there's not really
0: the room for it here
1: because that would definitely allow me to buy more and have space not be so much of an issue. But as far as like displaying them in like a gallery or something goes, I'm not really about that. Like I'm, I'm pretty casual. I don't do much customization or painting or anything. So I don't think they're, they're worth looking at for, you know, <laughs> people interested. In that.
0: Yeah. Have you ever been to anime North? Um, no. So anime North is held in Toronto. It's a giant animation convention and they have actual people who go there and showcase, showcase their, uh, their work and they sell some, uh, some models. And there's a bunch of things there too, which could be, Something interesting if you ever are interested in going to Toronto, uh, I think it's in May that they offer it.
1: That's pretty cool. I uh, used to live in Waterloo and I always wanted to go as a kid, but never
0: never got to it. I went for the first time last year, and I was dressed up as Saitama from One Punch Man. <laughs> nice. And so back to you, not not about me. It's all about you. Has building models helped you relax when you're stressed? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So how would you run me through a day where you come back home from work and you're like, okay? long day do you eat first and then start building models and if so for how long
1: (laughs) um i don't know it really depends if i'm getting home from work i'd probably eat dinner and then i don't know i I don't usually build models in the evening it's usually like a weekend activity but as far as a day goes i'd probably wake up and relax and just watch stuff for a bit and in the early afternoon listen to a podcast and start plugging away
0: and how uh, sorry if it has how did building models or has building models ever stressed you out?
1: Um, Not really. Uh, I guess the only two times would be, again, those those first two RGs I made that were just so delicate and you had to be so precise and not drop any. <laughs> and, I, and the time that I had to uh, build the one at the hostel because I didn't have too much time. So, you know, I wanted to do it quickly, but not, you know, rush and mess something up. <laughs> So that was the only time I would ever describe it as being really stressful. But again, it it was still fun.
0: (laughs) Oh, of course, of course. And you you didn't stress you out when you cut yourself with a knife, right? Not the real knife, the (laughs) toy knife. It's like, Oh, Oh, yeah. Like you didn't get mad at that little piece. I don't know. I tend to do that sometimes when I'm working on something very fragile. And that one piece wasn't working or it doesn't go in. You kind of get angry at that little piece.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like, uh, for the record, I cut myself with a... uh, an exacto knife. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't like Ooh. a deep cut or anything. Um, but uh, but no, yeah. Sometimes the pieces, like as as great as the snapping mechanisms are, sometimes they just don't go in properly because something is ever so slightly off in another part of it. So <laughs> I have a bad habit of just like using my teeth, kind of like <laughs> bite down on it. Uh, that usually pure, does the
0: trick. Pure anger biting. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No. I forgot this is a question that just popped up. Do they always come in the same type of material or can the material be different? Let's say rubber might be extreme but let's say glass. It's pro- probably expensive but does that exist?
1: I've never seen or heard of a glass model but there are um, uh, metal models. Never made a metal model. Jeez, that sounds weird. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it sounds great.
1: I've never made one but I don't know. They're they're an option.
0: It's something on your bucket list,
1: right? Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> Your metal bucket list.
1: <laughs> I would be very, very afraid of cutting myself on those. Though.
0: <laughs> I don't think the exacto knife would work on it. Oh, probably not. So yeah, actually, uh, do how much do these models run for? How much do they tend to cost? Let's say it's a plastic one versus a model one in sizes. So just an idea.
1: Um, HGs tend to run, do, run you anywhere from $15 to $30. Master grades closer to $50 to $80. Uh, real grades are, for some reason, a steady forty dollars each, and uh, perfect grades are—they're <laughs> nuts. They're anywhere from like a hundred to like three hundred dollars.
0: Wow! And how much did you yeah. spend? What was the most did you spend on one?
1: Uh, the most I've spent on one was just over a hundred dollars on a master grade.
0: And that's the uh, so that was like the, the purple the purple one uh, that you have displayed at work, right?
1: Uh, no, that's a. Uh, I actually don't know the name of this one. It is a. Unicorn banshee. <laughs>
0: that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty it's, uh, epic.
1: It's like it majestic <laughs> but aggressive
0: at the same time.
1: Oh yeah, it's very pretty.
0: And for the metal ones, do they tend to be the same price, or they're doubled just because they're made out of metal? I have no idea. I haven't really looked into those as much. Something, something for the future. Something to exactly. Consider. What are some misconceptions about people who build models? Um,
1: I haven't really run into anyone who's given me this sort of attitude, but. I kind of get the gist that a common misconception might be that, I don't know, people are kind of weird because, I don't know, people think that models are like just toys or that you you play with uh, dolls or something or you make them fight each other. And there's nothing wrong if you want to do that because, I don't know, everyone enjoys that at some point in their life. But I don't know. I've gotten a new respect for people who build models, especially like the crazy ones, because they really aren't toys. I mean, they are, but they're not. There's a lot of work that goes into them,
0: so yeah. Would you ever go to a convention where they just talk about models, like uh, uh, what's it called, where they just have a panel?
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: And how did building models have an impact on your perspective on life? Ooh, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's very deep. Yes. <laughs> Let's go into that deepness in you. Ooh, geez.
1: Um, again, I, I don't really think about it in this way so much. In other I words, it, in other tough.
0: words, it could be like. Uh, It made you more patient or more precise or things like that. Life lessons.
1: I was just going to say that, I guess, patience, maybe. Um, I I don't know.
0: (laughs) But you're very patient, so that's good. So, and it's due to the building of the models and in this day and age, a lot of people are not patient. So it's good to Mm -hmm. have a hobby like this that you can actually sit down, take your time and focus and try not to cut yourself with sharp objects, even though if they're real (laughs) or not. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you want to present your hobby to the world or keep it more as a thing to escape to escape from reality?
1: Uh, somewhere in the happy middle. I, uh, I post every model I make on my Instagram just for, you know, friends or whoever to see, um, uh, and I hashtag them, see if other, you know, modelers want to take a look, but at the same time, I'm not huge on, you know, putting them out there at conventions or anything. I'm not sure they're worthy, but that's, that's not to say I don't, you know, think they're cool or think I have no skills in making them. It's just that's not something I'm really interested
0: in. And let's say a family member or friend comes up to you saying, hey, I'm interested in trying to build one of these. Can you help me out? Where should I go and stuff like that? Would you be willing to help them out? Or you say, yeah, yeah, you can look there online or you'll be more into it.
1: Oh, no. One of my my friends recently, actually, uh, uh, his girlfriend was looking for one like a specific one or something. And he was like, Hey, can you help me? And I jumped on a chat with them and just exploded because, <laughs> you know, uh, it's not, it's kind of a niche hobby. I don't really get to talk about it very often. So, no, if someone's looking for help, I'll definitely do everything I can.
0: See, it's got to be a thing with Alex's. They're very friendly people. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and now, what are the best spots for you to go pick up models and kids? Uh, so,
1: so, in Ottawa specifically, there's two really good spots. Uh, one is Anime Stop, which is, Clyde and Baseline or I think it's just on Clyde either way. Um, it's near the old where the old Valley Village used to be and it's an anime store first but they do have a a good a good, uh, good wall-sized selection of models. They they usually have HG's, RG's, MG's. I've only seen like one or two PG's there and maybe a couple SD's as well.
0: And do they update their supplies with new stuff pretty recently or pretty frequently or
1: um i don't go there a ton but there seems to be new stuff every time i do go there there was one frustration i had once where i went to pick something up and i guess they'd moved all their models to uh, a local comic con or something so they didn't have anything but that's not that's not really their fault i totally get that um another good place which is probably better in my opinion is uh toys on fire in Barhaven.
0: Yes, yes, I know Uh, where that is.
1: I feel kind of weird going there because of the name and (laughs) (laughs) because there are a lot of kids there, obviously, but they have a a really incredible selection there. There's like two full like uh, shelves, I guess, full of them. And they have like modeling paints and they have like displays and well, not displays like as in models, but as in like, uh, like stands, I guess, for your models and all sorts of accessories and stuff that just makes everything easier and more enjoyable.
0: That's good. And you were saying that you went to the anime stop and one day they didn't have the, the models there because they're out for a convention. So speaking of which, what are the best spots to see professionally made models?
1: Um, To see them with your eyes, I would say Japan. <laughs> Obviously, that's not, not attainable at all for many people. I haven't actually seen a ton of models on display in Canada. I haven't been to a convention since... Uh, it wasn't even Comic Con, I forget what it was called, but it was like the other like the Ottawa Comic Con subsidiary that happens in November.
0: Yeah, at the EY Center, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I've never so, been there.
1: Oh, okay. I uh, I can't I can't really speak for conventions in Ottawa or Canada at all. So uh if you can't see them in person, Instagram is a fabulous resource. Just hashtag gunpla, hashtag gundam, whatever. You'll quickly find some very impressive models on there.
0: Speaking of which, how is the community? Let's say the com- community in Ottawa and the community online for model building. Um,
1: The community online is pretty cool. There's a lot of, uh, you know, liking going on between people. But other than that, I haven't really delved into uh, uh, message boards or anything like that. Like sometimes I'll go to a message board if, um, you know, I need help with something or looking for suggestions, but I'm not usually the person to comment. I just kind of, you know, lurk. Um, But in in Ottawa, specifically, again, I haven't really had any interactions with the last time I was at uh, Toys on Fire, there was an ad for a a building meetup that happens monthly. So I've been meaning to check that out.
0: And uh, what was the most interesting thing you learned from the communities online? Was there a a trick or technique you said, Oh, that's pretty cool. I'd like to apply that for the next time I build something.
1: Uh, well, I learned quite a few interesting techniques that I tried, but <laughs> it's not really something I've kept, such as um, uh, people, I forget what it's called, <laughs> but people basically outline the edges of their models to make them look more pronounced or more realistic. I've tried that a couple times and it didn't go super well, but eh, it's kind of fun. Other than that, um, some people use like matte spray paints on their models to give it less of a glossy look and more of just a solid look. And I did actually buy matte, uh, just like matte cover, not paint, but the, uh, whatever you call it.
0: Like a Um, a spray.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But I've never actually used it.
0: (laughs) You're saving it for a rainy day.
1: Sure. (laughs) But don't
0: build your model underneath the rain on the rainy days. Yeah. That won't be well. Um, Do you have any word of advice for people who might be interested in this type of hobby? Uh,
1: Definitely start small. Start with a HG. That's probably the best model to get you into it. Do not start with an RG. Uh, That'll make you very frustrated. Uh, Other than that, um, for cutting pieces out, uh, exacto knives work fine. But I would suggest picking up a pair of, uh, I think they're called nippers. They look kind of like little pliers, but they have like little tiny scissor blades in them. It makes things like a lot easier and also pick up a file, like a nail file. Those are very essential for if you cut a piece off, there's little nubs left over. you got to just sand them down with some sandpaper or a nail file.
0: It's, it's an art. Basically, it is an <laughs> art. So you got to take care of it. That's, that's yeah. actually really, really good advice. Now, do you have any social media links or websites or anything like that that you would like to share with the audience or the listeners about yourself?
1: Uh, sure, you can check out my Instagram at uh, Alex C Parsons. That's A L E X C P A R S O N S, and that's just a personal account. You'll find some models there, but also just whatever's going on in my life. So, <laughs> I guess if you want to check it out, you can. If not, no
0: worries. I'll put all the descri- the description on the information below or on the side wherever it's located, and then you can click on it, and then you'll find Alex there. So, what I tend to do on this show as well as I. Throw the question back to you in the sense that I ask you: Do you have any questions for me about building models?
1: Hmm. What was your favorite Lego set as a kid, or just set in general? Now,
0: my favorite Lego set. Um, so I grew up in the nineties. I don't know when they started doing. Uh, Star Wars was back in the seventies or eighties. Uh, for I think me, it started in the nineties. But sorry, yeah, <laughs> <come on. laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, because I think they started doing themed Legos like movies. Uh, you know what? My favorite one is kind of far, not too far from Lego, but Bionicles, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like you were, we were talking about. It was just something about it that was cool, and I think it's because of the ads on TV <laughs> that made yeah. it really fun. I didn't build a lot of Star Wars. Um, I like the Jurassic Park ones, but once again, I was the type that I would build it, and then I'd take it apart and throw it into a giant bin full of pieces, and then you would have to empty the entire bin. Just to find mm-hmm. that in one piece. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Do your parents still have that bin at their place?
1: Uh they gave it away to some family friends, but that's cool. Sad
0: times. Sad times. Dory, you'll you'll have a chance one day in the future if you if and when you have kids, you can make your own bin full of new Legos where they're gonna make some out of for Avatar oh, exactly. Inception, <laughs> Venom. <laughs> oh man, yep. But uh so yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you, Alex, so much for coming on the show and being my first online guest. That's somebody I do not know. It went fantastic. We connected, you know, it's the Alex thing. And if you'd like to learn more about Alex, you can search him up on Instagram. I'll put the link on the description below. And if you'd like to be on the show or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.